0: French field goal range and Lawrence thought one comes over the middle Etienne in space ETN to the 10 Reeves takes Tigers a championship drive from the defending champs
1: welcome back to the Locked On Clemson podcast and there is so much going on spring practice continues the baseball series is upon us and we've got tigers at the nfl combine so first let's talk quickly about baseball what a great series ahead you know clemson leads that all-time series 179 to 140 and a pair of ties and we're actually gonna have some weather this weekend some cool weather so watch out for a tie this weekend but so excited about this weekend. And Sam Weatherly going on Friday for Clemson gives them, you would think, a distinct advantage. But I think that's the only game that South Carolina might be the favored team. They'll be at home and they've got their ace, Carmen maginski going. And listen to the ERAs of these two guys. Sam Weatherly coming in for Clemson, left-handed pitcher with a 0.90 ERA squaring off with Carmen Majenski, whose ERA is 0.64. So those, I know it's early, but those are still absurd numbers. But that's really the only game I think South Carolina would be considered even flat-footed with Clemson because on Saturday with Davis Sharp going for Clemson, in a neutral site. I know it's in Columbia, but Davis Sharp going. So the advantage in the pitching matchup over Thomas Farr for South Carolina, the youngster. And then on Sunday, Spencer Strider and, and of course, Matt Clark comes right in after Strider. That's the plan for Money Lee. It gets Brandon Jordan of South Carolina. Now, I, I'm going to favor Clemson in that one as well as they'll be home. So I'll favor Clemson slightly in two of the three games. In the one game I don't have them favored, they've got their ace going. So I think Clemson has a great chance to take two of three this weekend. Now, one thing you've got to watch out for is Mark Kingston. I think he's probably made a shrewd move here. He's moved Brett Carey back to the bullpen, so now he can, you know, he's more versatile there. He can bring Carey in when he needs to, which is something that Monty Lee we've seen do early in the season with his arms out of the pen. Uh, just so he could, he's got some good arms, he knows he's got back there some depth, and he can be versatile with it. So saying all that with the poor weather, unless the Butterflies get to one of these starting pitchers, I don't know that any team's going to break five runs. And I certainly don't think anybody's breaking five runs on Friday with Weatherly and Carmen Leginski. But there you go. I, we'll get back to this series briefly at the end of this segment. But I just... I think Clemson's the favored team here. If we look at it Las Vegas style, I would kind of lay Clemson at minus 120 to win the series because I just feel like they have pitching advantages on Saturday and Sunday, especially depending how much of South Carolina's bullpen has got to be used on Saturday. Whereas with Clemson, they've got Davis Sharp, and we know Davis Sharp can stretch it and go deep into a game. So it's quite possible with Weatherly and Sharp on Friday and Saturday, they could have Johnny Holstaff, I mean Clemson, ready on Sunday. And uh, so I just I favor the Tigers in the series just a little bit, two games to one. I put them in about minus 120. And uh, if, if you were betting these in Las Vegas, which, you know, these aren't on the board in Vegas, but take the under. Uh, I just think pitching is going to rule, and it's going to be tough to hit in that cold weather this weekend. Meanwhile, we've got uh, the NFL Combine going on for the Tigers as well. T. Higgins not participating in the Combine, um, but there's still plenty of Tigers to catch up with, and, I, and I'd encourage you to, to check those out. Watch the highlights when you can. Uh, Tanner Muse, Kevon Wallace, Isaiah Simmons, Tremaine Ankrum, John Simpson, all there at the nfl combine john simpson's already run to the bench press he impressed 34 reps at 225 third best among offensive linemen just another testament to the strength and conditioning program at clemson and of course we know spring practice is happening at clemson and now we know when the spring game is going to be televised we knew clemson being you know, who they are, five straight trips to the college football playoff. We knew Clemson was going to be televised. but And if you're like me, I love taking in the spring games. Sometimes I di- I'm disappointed in what I see, but then I still watch another one. So I love to, to circle around and uh, spin around, watch these spring games, and, of course, the Orange and White game every year. And it's going to be broadcast live on the ACC Network, 2-30, April 4th. And if you're like me and you want to scout some of the Tigers' competition, Georgia Tech's spring game is going to be the following weekend under the lights. How about that? 7.30. Um, Georgia Tech's offense, not fun to watch right now, but Jeff Collins, who I got to spend a lot of time with at ACC Media Days, brought in the 26th-ranked recruiting class in the nation. I think one of the most underreported stories in all of college football in the last three months was the signing day. Jeff Collins had for Georgia Tech. Um, he has a plan to recruit that 404, man. He's going after those Atlanta athletes, and it worked in year one. So how will it translate? I, I don't even know what we'll see in the spring game, but I'll watch it. So if you want to see any of the strides that have been made since Georgia Tech was a grease fire offensively when they took the field against Clemson to open the season last year, that really wasn't even fair. They were out of their weight class. Uh, but their spring game. April 10th, 7.30, under the lights. I love everything Jeff Collins is doing. I don't know what's going to happen there. I it, can't re-energize that dormant fan base in Atlanta. Uh, but, a, but I don't know. But a quality recruiting class and primetime spring game, that's a good start to it. Uh, NC State spring game is on just prior to Clemson. So you can make a day of it. Have a barbecue and watch NC State spring game as well and, and see if they're a real challenge this season. Dave Dorn certainly went through a rebuild last year. Um, but then you can you, know, you can watch that one and then Clemson at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. That's not a bad way to spend a spring afternoon. And Boston College is on right after Clemson at 6 o'clock. I guess it's an ACC Atlantic day. Uh, I cannot imagine you'll subject yourself to that. I think that'll be the end of the barbecue. That'll be it. Everyone will disperse when BC comes on. In uh, Florida State, if you're curious about what they're going to be, uh, well, they'll be their spring game all the way back at April 18th at 5 o'clock. But that's when I do want to take in. So we'll we'll bring that back up on the Locked On Clubs podcast before it takes place. How will Mike Norvell's offensive concepts? Look at those fast-twitch Florida athletes. That's an interesting fit. Uh, we've got to wait a while, all the way to April 18th, to find out. Uh, And in the meantime, Clemson has plenty of spring practice, and uh, we'll bring you those notes and nuggets as time goes on. And of course, the baseball series this weekend, which uh, I'm so excited about. Uh, I'll certainly be taking in all three of those games, and uh, we'll be reviewing all of it on Monday. We'll try to get Anthony Greer, our baseball expert from Fox Sports Spartanburg, back on with us early next week to review... uh, Clemson and South Carolina's baseball series and what we can take away from it. All right, but now let's get back to Will Merritt, our resident football expert, because I wanted to talk to Will about what is spring practice really like? What do you know? What do you find out? What do the coaches look for? What kind of drills are we talking about? And he'll share some memories about some guys that opened his eyes in spring practice. Spoiler alert, Woody Dantzler is going to be Mentioned here. So uh, we'll do that when we come back. We'll merit on spring practice and also the importance of the weight room. Like this time of year. So you see these videos come out with Clemson. You know, somebody sets a bench press record for the Tigers. What am I, as an observer, supposed to take from that? We'll ask a former player who spent a lot of time in the weight room reshaping who he was, leading him to the opportunity to be an all-ACC offensive lineman when, according to Will, he was far from it when he enrolled out of Wren High School. So we're talking spring practice and weight room with Will Merritt when we come back on the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So 29th win in a row. We scored 29 points. They didn't do anything tonight that I didn't already know. Unbelievable character and heart and a will to win. And that's the one thing I told them is they can prepare for what we do, but not who we are. Our heart would win out in the end. 94 yard drive to win it. We got a stop right there. And let me just tell you, Ohio State was amazing. What an amazing team and amazing challenge. But this football team tonight showed what the heart of a champion looks like. To win 29 in a row, you got to have something to you. And you saw what they're made of tonight. This is the Locked On Clemson Podcast. All right, Will Merritt's memories of spring practice. Now, I talked to a few players recently because, uh, you know, and I guess I do this every year, but spring practice, I was a baseball player, so to me, spring training for football, kind of a foreign concept. I see what they're doing out there, but then they always – You know, they always close the curtain to the media at some point. So what goes on when the media is not watching at spring practice? So I've asked a few guys about it, and I actually got some answers about how some players really liked spring practice. Um, Will Merritt, former All-ACC lineman at Clemson,
0: not one of them. It's actually the worst possible time of the year (laughs) for a football player. (laughs) Yeah. and and the coaches say that's when they find out who's a ball player and who's who's going to sit on the sidelines um you know it's uh and and they don't, they don't even care about your health um <laughs> during that time of the year i mean it, it's um you know if you you get hurt you get hurt you got plenty of time to recover so um it's uh it's it's pretty intense um, now Dabo and I think and and this staff, they've done a pretty good job of trying to keep guys healthy during spring ball. But, um, you know, that's when you're going through mat drills, that's when you're going through, you know, um, head on head collisions. And I mean, it's, uh, Smitty, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's, uh, spring ball sucks. <laughs> it just really does. Well, funny. well, you know, here's one thing I think
1: might have changed over the last whatever fifteen twenty years. Is um, is it, it, it seems freshmen come in, and man, because they come in, you know, yeah. now you got guys back. Back when obviously you would have been playing high school football. You actually would have stayed in high school. These guys graduate high school, leave by Christmas, and then they're at spring practice. They would have been seniors in high school, and they're kind of physically ready in a lot of cases.
0: So that that's just completely changed. Well, that that that's exactly what I did. I mean, I I, I enrolled early, and I I came in right after. I mean, literally. I mean, I was seventeen, eighteen years old, um, when I got to Clemson, and I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a huge difference between a 17 year old and a 21 year old that's been playing ball um, that many years, and um, I mean it. it I, I'm telling you right now. I I, I told my dad um, I had his birthday party last night, and I said I think I quit 30 times, and then just had to. I just showed up the next day. I mean, you you just you quit all the time, but then you just you keep showing up and uh, eventually, you know, you become that 21 year old, you know, um, fifth year senior. And it's, um, you know, I I, I tell people the story all the time. My third day in full pads, I had three of my teeth knocked out. (sighs) Oh. And, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember a guy named, uh, Rahim Abdullah. Oh yeah. Um, he, he hit me so hard and of course he was, you know, three years older than me. And I, I swear I was never going to live again. I mean, I, I mean, I'm laying on the ground, my face, my face mask is turned sideways. He knocked my teeth out, uh, cracked my jaw. And uh, and I was going down the, the road, they were gonna go put some more teeth in my head. And, uh, and I just remember calling, I said, I, I borrowed a cell phone. I didn't even have my phone with me. I was still in my pads. And uh, they were taking me to the dentist. And, uh, and I remember you know, calling my dad. And I well, I just called the the office, and uh, I said, Dad, I said I I quit. I said I, I can't do this. And uh, actually, I, said, I think I said Thad because I didn't have any teeth in my head. <laughs> so, and uh, he's like, "You're not quitting, boy." And I said, Dad, I these the, these boys are good. I mean, they're, 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 they're strong and they're big. He goes, you're not quitting. I said, put mom on the phone. <laughs> I said, I'm i a mama's boy and she'll let me quit. And he said, I ain't putting your mama on the phone and you're not quitting. You're going to go back over there tomorrow and you're going to keep playing. I'm like, dad, you don't understand. I said, they're so big and strong. I said, they're just you don't understand that. And, uh, he just wouldn't let me quit. And, uh, by the grace of God, you know, I mean, I played, you know, four more years and I still have the relationships that I do. And, um, you know, I was able to, you know, get some awards and, and, uh, and, and then it parlayed that into my broadcasting career. And, um, I mean, it was, you know, I, I I'm so thankful that I had somebody so tough in my life that didn't let me quit. Well, you know, they knocked three teeth out of your head,
1: but I'm going to guess they won't let anybody even escort Trevor Lawrence to the locker room.
0: Nobody touches Trevor this spring, right? Oh, I, I can't even imagine that they would even let him even take a, take a hit. Um, I mean, you you protect your your most valuable assets. I was not the most valuable asset, okay? Uh, but you 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 protect the ones that you know are gonna make you a championship
1: team. Well, you know, I want to ask this, Will, because you were on the offensive side of the ball. So you know, there's so many great players that came in with this recruiting class at Clemson, but so many have stayed. You know, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Justin Ross is back. You know, maybe maybe a good question would be about the running backs and the wide receivers. I know you guys are hitting in there, but how do you know that a running back or a wide receiver is ready? What what do they do in spring practice? You know, I, and you would have glanced over there and seen those guys. What, what do you what do you, how can you tell if a running back's ready to
0: play in the ACC as a freshman? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, you know, as as a freshman, um, that they, they they have to prove themselves. Now, uh, Travis Etienne doesn't have to prove himself. I mean, you and I both know. I mean, he's ready. Okay, and, I, I thought he was going to be playing for the Cleveland Browns right now. So
1: yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I
0: thought too. I mean, no nobody was more surprised than I was. Um, but I mean, you, you're you're not going to put him out there and put him in danger because you you want him ready in August. You know, I mean you 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 got to keep him healthy and. And especially for a running back i mean you you think about the the hits he takes um i mean you're you're just not gonna you're not gonna do that now a freshman running back coming in um they're gonna have to prove themselves and and that's when you know when they they come in the spring and they're gonna they gonna they're gonna throw them out there in the fire you know they're gonna i mean they're gonna they're gonna find out who's tough and who's not so, live hitting there is
1: what you're saying. You would do live hitting on a, on a running back.
0: And, and- Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're going to see who can take a hit and who's going to run out of bounds. And, um, you know, because, I mean, one thing you can say about ETN is he doesn't run out of bounds. I mean, he he will, he will hit you right in the mouth. And he'll stay in bounds and he'll fight for the extra two yards and that's a that the man that's a special breed um there there's very few guys that are gonna you know take those type of shots and um and i mean Smitty, you, you you saw this past year i mean he took some shots and he bounces right up and uh you know that's just that's just not the norm and so you 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 have these skilled players coming in as freshmen, um, they've got to find out who's going to take a shot and who's not. Back to our conversation
1: with Will Merritt. And one question I've got about the way things go in spring practice is, how do you know when a quarterback can take a hit if most of the time – In drills, they don't take hits. How do you find out what a quarterback can do with his legs and his level of toughness during the spring?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I played with two of the toughest players, in my opinion, in Clemson history, and that's Brandon Streeter and Woody Nassar. Those were my two quarterbacks. And I, I saw both of them take shots like you would not believe. I mean just nasty shots and Woody was just like ETN. I mean he he just would not run out of bounds. And of course Woody is strong as goat's breath. I mean he he's just um I mean he just he just took shots after shot after shot and partly because I couldn't block for him <laughs> um, yeah. so remember. it was your it was your guy <laughs> yeah i i remember we were at nc state one time and um uh, they had a guy named kevin burnett who was a linebacker and he was he was an all-american and i was blocking him downfield and i ran him out of bounds and i thought man, this is going to be old sports center. This, this is, this is how good of a block that I just made. And Woody was on the opposite side of the field. He wasn't even near me. So I'm, I'm blocking this guy thinking that I'm doing something great. And Woody had scrambled and gone to the other side of the field. And, um, he ended up rushing for like poly I don't even remember how many yards. Um, that would be a question for Tim right? But, um, all I know is that he broke all kind of records that day. And that's just the kind of player he was, but the thing is, the reason that he was breaking all those records is he wouldn't run out of bounds. He just wouldn't do it. Well, did you, but did you know
1: that? by watching him practice or did you have to see him play on a Saturday before you understood that?
0: Oh, I mean, I saw it every single day. I saw it every day at practice. Um, now they, they protected him at practice, just like they're, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't let him get hit. I remember one time we were getting ready for the <clears throat> Chick-fil-A bowl. <clears throat> and I think we we're going to be playing, uh, trying to remember who we were going to be playing i think lsu maybe and he it was it was pouring down rain and we were out at practice and woody slipped and fell and i saw tommy bowden and rich rodriguez look at each other and <laughs> they were panicking because <laughs> he got hurt i mean that that that's how much they they protected him um I mean, you, you you didn't want to lose Woody. I mean, that was he,
1: – he was the man. Well, I'm going to guess that if you couldn't get a clean shot on Woody Dantzler because he was wearing a yellow jersey in practice, that you just couldn't stop Woody Dantzler in practice.
0: Well, I mean, there, there was no – I mean, they, they, they would just let him run it out, you know, um, and I'm sure that's what they're going to do with Trevor. But, I mean, during spring, shoot, man, all bets are off when it comes to freshmen. Um, I mean, <laughs> freshmen get no free passes, and uh, but when you're a when you're Brandon Streeter or Woody Dantzler or you know Trevor Lawrence or whatever, I mean you, <clears throat> they're gonna protect you because that's um, and it's like Etn, you know, coming up in in spring. I, I don't, I can't imagine them even. Honestly, Smitty, I, I can't even imagine them running him at all.
1: But but guys like Demarcus Bowman that's coming in, or DJ Unglaulele, or any of the receivers. Oh yeah, they got middle. So mi- by middle, maybe middle of spring practice, everybody will know whether or not those guys have the toughness to play as a freshman. That's
0: right. That's right. And I mean, certain guys. I mean, <clears throat> you know, skill position guys. um, they're they're going to get protected a whole lot more than you know you know a left
1: guard. Oh, nobody cares about the lineman. Will I thought you knew we weren't even going to discuss them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I promise <laughs> you, I, I I'm well aware that nobody cares about the lineman.
1: They just roll them out on an ambulance like it's a like it's a, a pro wrestling
0: show, and then That's we right. just
1: forget about you. And,
0: and then and then you just stick them back in there and say just deal with it. You know. Um, but you know, that some some of those skill guys are going to come in, and you know they're they're going to know right away, you know, whether they can go catch a ball or whether they can throw a ball, and you know, um, I mean, it it's going to be pretty obvious for the skill positions. Lyman's a little bit different because I mean there there's just a different mentality, you know. I mean, you have to just be willing to be hurt all the time.
1: Yeah, and let me let me ask you this because I just saw, you know, a video that you know, Clemson's athletic media communications put out and I think it was James Skalski, you know, probably setting his bench press record. So tell me this, as a lineman how and I know your personal story and how important it was to you, but ch- tell me, maybe the guys tackle to tackle on both sides of the line. Tell me how much of that is made on the practice field and how much of that is actually made in the weight room, and the difference that that makes for those guys.
0: Well, first of all, let me let me just say, Coach Batson, he, he changed my life. Okay, I mean, I, I I showed up and we we had a, a strength coach named Ruben Mendoza and he um uh, i'm gonna, i'm gonna tell you right now he i mean he just took me under his wing and because i did- i didn't have much of a weight program in high school um <clears throat> and coach mendoza recognized that right off the i mean from the day I got there, and interesting. Is that Coach Batson and I came at the exact same time? He came from Thurman, and um, in 1997, and I came in in 1997, and uh, but he had this just monster of a, a strength coach, and um, and and Dozer, he just basically said, "I'm gonna make you strong," and. Uh, I mean, they, they literally changed my life. I mean, I, I would ha- not have been half the player that I was um, had the strengths program not been instilled. And, um, but here here's the other thing. Just because you're strong doesn't make you a good football player. And, you know, you, you still got to go out there and block people and you still got to perform. And uh you you can bench the world. And I mean I'm I'm happy for all the records that are being broken now and and the bench pressing, but if you don't go out there and make a tackle or if you don't go out there and 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 pick up the blitz and linebacker, you you're not going to play. I mean, they're just not going to put you on the field if you can't perform. Um so you have to do that every single day at practice so the weight room is great for just building strength and and um just a, a mindset i mean it, it's just a when you walk in that weight room it's a different mindset you have to go in there with an attitude that i'm gonna i am going to i have got to get better today but then you, it, it's got to translate to the football field. I mean, it's got to translate. And sometimes guys, you know, they they can be all Americans in the weight room, but they can't block anybody. They can't they can't make a tackle, and uh, you know they they can't catch. You know, I mean, it, it's just it's got to translate. But I'm gonna tell you right now. What, what Coach Batson does and, and that's why he's the highest paid strength coach in the country because he, he's a difference maker I mean he is a difference maker